Smartcast. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money, and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Derek Johnson is a US Army veteran, life coach and trainer that has helped over 500 clients and 50 companies go from just surviving to thriving through his coaching modalities and marketing efforts. Derek was awarded Soldier of the Year for his battalion three times, received numerous awards for personal training, and took his leadership skills, certifications and life experiences to help people take control of their mind and body so they can thrive, not just survive. I'm sure you'll see from our conversation that Derek is not like any other life coach or personal trainer, and his practices might be just what some of us need to take things to the next level. Welcome, Derek, to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Now, uh, you're currently joining us from Panama City, which is kind of exciting uh, because I'm on the other side of the world and I don't think we've had anyone from that region uh, on the show previously, but uh, welcome, welcome. And um, for those people who don't know who you are, can you go ahead and tell us who you are? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Derek Johnson. I'm a U.S. Army veteran and I turned life coach and trainer. So what I do is I help busy people break old patterns that no longer serve them so they can finally thrive and not just survive. Because a lot of people are stuck in past ways and they might do well in their personal life, but not in their career, vice versa, maybe even fitness. So I just like to help people elevate their mind and elevate their body. Now, Derek, I've had a number of people on the show recently that are, are veterans of some kind uh, and um, they've turned their life um, in a complete different trajectory and the the theme that I'm finding with a lot of them are they grew up with a really rough upbringing of some kind 
yeah. and <laughs> they've gone into the service of some kind and come out the other side um, a different person and have then learnt the lessons to then share with others. And from what I can see in you, it's a very similar kind of story. But can you take us back to your story and what led you to getting into the army in the first place? Yes, for sure. So I grew up in Germany, actually. My mother's German and my dad's African-American. So he was stationed in Germany. And then in elementary school, we moved to Florida. So we lived all throughout the state of Florida. And at the time, my dad was U.S. Army and my mother was a kindergarten teacher. But with that being said, they both had very crazy upbringings because they were the oldest of multiple kids. So they became adults Mm -hmm. very early. But with that being said, with that upbringing and then going straight into career, doing well and anything that they did from the outside, our house in Florida was always the cookout house, the get together, the party house and all that because we had the pool, had all the bedrooms. So from the outside, beautiful family, beautiful house. But after the parties, Mm. that's when the verbal, physical and all that. So after a couple of drinks and basically some people, they just don't get the help that they truly needed. But I saw that. I don't know where it came from, but in middle schools when it shifted towards dark but for some reason i saw it as a challenge because i would watch a lot of very inspiring movies of people that went through something way worse than me and i would just see this as a test so i would play this mental game and then i would see how how much can i handle physically or mentally and still be able to stay calm and focused and i don't know where this came from i feel like everybody has a gift and i feel like it was my gift is i would just be relaxed so with that being said all those crazy nights of alcoholism and all that being around. When I got in the military, I almost laughed at my drill sergeants because I was used to a short German mother in my face (laughs) like this and a father who's way above me. So I was like, you guys don't stand a chance against my parents. So the military was honestly very easy, the psychological and the physical aspect, because they prepared me for it. So it was very interesting dynamic. But in general, I do believe that some people thrive in those environments and they have a good solid connection with other people because they've been through the shit per se Mm. and they can relate because from the outside it might look a certain way oh you're doing this in business you're doing this with family but once they start to dive deeper and learn about you they're like oh wow you actually went through that makes sense now why you're the way you are so it's very interesting dynamic so i'm not saying that that happens with everyone but if the people that i do meet that are successful whether it's in the military and business they all have a common trait of something crazy in their life whether it's family friends um, foster child, something crazy happened and then somehow it shifted and they use their pain as fuel. So it's always interests me to see what people can do after the fact. Cause a lot of people, they would just repeat the cycle or the generational curses mm. and just keep the thing going. So it's always inspiring to, to meet people that break that and then take the trajectory of their family up instead of down into the mud. <laughs> mm. So it must have been interesting for you just when you were telling that story. What, what I could see in my head was like you in the army and the drill sergeants having a go at you and you're just like, bring it, bro. My mum was a little Hitler. Let's go. You know? Oh, yeah, exactly, 100%. <laughs> like I tried everything I could and not laugh. Yeah. I was like, all right, I don't want to get in trouble, but there's like seven of them in your face like this. I was like, this is nothing. Like I had this 340 days out of the year for like <laughs> – Two decades, like this is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, your your career in the army, you you were named soldier of the year in your battalion. Like, tell us how that yes. came about. Yes. So in the U.S. Army, you have battalions, then you have companies, and then you have platoons, and then it goes down with the chain of command. So essentially, in the U.S. Army, you can put in to go to the board. So essentially, what that is, you go to the board, 
you pound on a door, you walk in, they let you know when to sit down, and then you answer a series of questions. And then you have like a boardroom, and then everybody's at the table, generals, all high in ranks. Sometimes there might be a politician, the local mayor or something. And they just drill you with a series of questions to see if you can answer them under pressure. So I always thrived in those situations when my buddies or my soldiers would get all nervous. I was like, this is nothing. Like, I just got to walk in here and answer questions. But that was one aspect. The other aspect was the physical part of taking the physical training tests and then also leadership skills. So I truly feel that that kind of upbringing helped me thrive in sports, the military, classrooms. Even as a child, I was always chosen as the group leader. Like I was the quiet kid. I was just the observer. But if they chose me, I could get in front of the class and speak. And even I didn't know where it came from. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I would just go. But I think because of that upbringing, I just didn't have any fear. I was like, what's the worst guy that can happen? Like anything outside of my house is positive. So I'll speak in front of people <laughs> because I didn't want to go mm. home. So like in hindsight, looking back at it, I was like, huh, that really like forged my whole path in my career to help people or be a leader. So it was very interesting. And so, I mean, uh, your upbringing has equipped you with this <laughs> this ability to like you just, you, nothing phases you. I mean, surely there's got to be something, Derek. Like there's got to be yes. something in life it's, that stresses you like, or freaks you out. Like what is it? <laughs> yeah, I, I would say it's more so people that don't have common sense. Mm. So it's not really violence or traumatic things. It's more so like, so this morning I went to the grocery store and somebody's pushing their cart on the wrong side and they're just standing there like a zombie. And I was like, oh my God, can you just... <laughs> so I would say stuff like that pisses me off when people don't walk with a purpose because they're just like in la-la land and same thing with driving. But in general, I wouldn't necessarily say that I would stress at specific situations. It's more so when I feel powerless. So my girlfriend and I, we adopted a pit bull and then we also in the future might adopt children. And just knowing how people in America abuse pit bulls or abuse kids, that kind of, that right there stresses me because I feel powerless if I can't help all of them. So I want to start a charity and do all this. So it's more of like the unknown, like what do I do from this current level to help all these kids and all these animals that need help? So like those kind of things definitely pull up my heartstring. But besides that, I wouldn't necessarily say that there's a fear because you face a lot of them in the military or even mm -hmm. like just personal. But I would say those kind of things of animals and kids, those are definitely parts of my heart. They're like your I don't weakness. Have kids, but <laughs> it's just exactly that. That's my weakness. <laughs> now, uh, you're now helping people uh, to transform their lives. And I've been checking out some of the transformations that you've made for people. And, you know, I have interviewed, I, I can't count how many personal trainers I have interviewed all have their own niche um, in, in some way. Um, and, you know, it's 2023, Derek, you know, we're on the backside of a pandemic. A lot of us are carrying more weight than we were before because of it. Um, yes. Or we just don't give a shit anymore, really. Um, so we're being bombarded with marketing that is the quick fix for everything. It's the, the solution to all your problems. What makes you so different to any other trainer? So what makes me different? I focus mainly on the mentality. I don't, I'm not the keto guy. I'm not the Atkins guy. I'm not the boot camp guy. I'm just the guy that can identify, okay, here are her goals. Here are his goals. I learn about their daily routine. And then I just make suggestions on what their current routine, sleep schedule, whatever their schedule is. 
and then we fit it in according to them. So everything is tailored per person, but most importantly is when we hop on Zoom calls or whether it's in person, we dive deeper into life coaching. So I truly feel that that's where the quote unquote magic happens, not just in the gym or in my training app and they, the guy bench presses or the girl gets a bigger butt, like all that stuff is great. People are more confident, but the biggest thing and the most fulfilling thing is when someone mentions, hey, I haven't had to use a vice. Like I used to drink or smoke before I went to bed. I realized I haven't even thought of it. Or, hey, I forgot to take this prescription just because I forgot because I feel so good. And maybe those small things that they used to do that they would mask an emotion. And outside of that is the discipline that they would get, which would instill into their career. So I would just say the main difference is I dive deeper into the mental aspect on a one-on-one level. And then whatever their goal is, we make something tailored to them, which fits their lifestyle that's actually sustainable. Because I might look like the athlete military guy, but most of my, 90% of my clients, I don't give my workouts because it's not, it doesn't align with who they want to be or how they want to look. It's more so for them. They make amazing progress physically and mentally, but it helps other areas of their life where they can sustain it, opposed to a 30-day challenge or 60-day shred. And mm. then after that, they're like, well, shit, I can't sustain this after <laughs> summer. I look amazing for my family pictures, for my cruise, but what happens after the cruise? This mm-hmm. is not sustainable at all. Mm. So I'm all about thinking long-term. What can somebody do in terms of nutrition? How can they exercise and actually sustain this throughout the year? And how can they still enjoy their vacation or their trip or that cheeseburger and not sabotage their results? So I even post on social media. I'm like, hey, today I'm having pizza. Like, and I do this, I do that. My girlfriend and I go out and we still live a normal life, but the majority is structured, but we can still have fun. So I would say in a nutshell, that's the difference. Focus on the mentality and it's specifically where they are and then connect the dots with what fits best for them because not everybody likes the gym. I love gym. Some people hate them. So <laughs> if they don't want to be in a gym, I would recommend all home workouts. So Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that because that's becoming more of uh, the trend nowadays. I mean, you know, we went through the, the 90s and the early 2000s where it was all about getting in the gym and just killing yourself. Um, and yeah. I've been there, done that. Um, but uh, where I've seen the most success is not in the gym. Um, it's it's been in the mindset and nutrition. If you get those two parts right, the rest is going to follow um, because exactly. the change begins on the inside to then show on the outside. Oh, yes. And, and uh, no doubt the conversations that you're having with people is getting to the root of why they have the habits and behaviours they currently do, like the vices and the things like that, that actually – Oh, yes have them ending up the way they are. Yeah. And and we, we focus on that. I do an exercise that I call the full transparency exercise where essentially we flip ourselves inside out Mm. and we keep it between us and I have them go through a writing exercise. And then at the end, we take a, take a breath, zoom out. And then from there we discuss each part of the diagram that they wrote in and then they get a ton of clarity. So essentially if somebody has a ton of scattered thoughts, we organize all that. And then view ourselves from a neutral standpoint. If he doesn't like the way that he feels or looks, we're going to write that down. If she doesn't like this, if she doesn't like that, what is she going to eliminate? What is he going to do with this? And just staying neutral. And that's what I challenge him to do. Don't be angry at yourself. Don't be sad. Don't be pissed off at what you did or didn't do 10 years ago. Just be here right now. Let's flip yourself inside out. And then from there, we look at it. And then we make the adjustments that are needed. And then after that, we can start to pinpoint, like, why does he really want to lose weight? Okay, maybe he got bullied when he was 12 years old. And in his head, 
he feels like the little fat kid or whatever people used to call him. So if a shirt doesn't fit right for his best friend's wedding, he's going to think that everybody thinks that's a fat kid at the wedding. So it's interesting how that works all from what happened in fifth grade. So a lot of people, they carry around those experiences or trauma or stress from the past that they don't really think about. But once they can pinpoint it, they're like, wow, I've been living in this body, but mentally I flip back into 10 year old me or 15 year old me. And I let that control me. And that's why I don't have a social life. So those are things that those are definitely my favorite things. That I like to dive deep on with clients is those one-on-one conversations. And then the workouts, those are just like an extra bonus. They're like, Hey, my legs are sore. I haven't felt that in a while, but I woke up with a clear, calm mind. Like I don't remember last time I woke up with a calm mind and those moments I'm most fulfilled and happy because I can just sense it. And last but not least in these conversations, not that my intent is to make everyone cry, but anytime that there's a specific conversation on something, even if it's not dark, but if they just start randomly tearing up as they're writing, I can tell a shift is happening. Mm -hmm. And the intent is not before the call, like, let me make Jimmy cry today (laughs) because we're going to make the change. But Mm -hmm. it just naturally happens because they gain clarity. And every time someone has more clarity on why this happened, where they are, where they should go, they feel more in control. So it's like a release. And especially as men, Mm. we're told, oh, suck it up, alpha male, blah, blah, high value men, all the BS that's pushed on social media. But sometimes we just need a release to calm back down. So it's very interesting. And that's an interesting point you bring up there, Derek, is, is, you know, men aren't taught to have vulnerability because, I mean, for them to get through their blocks and their triggers and their, you know, their patterns that they've got, they got to actually dig deep and, and feel the feels, don't they? Like you can't just keep exactly. masking that. You've got to get it out and acknowledge it to move past it. Oh, yes. And that's a big thing that I teach my male clients. Like I work with males and females, but I teach them what to do in those moments. So I have a thing that we call the 10-minute window. So the scenario could be something happened at work and somebody didn't do their part. And last minute, Jimmy has to handle everybody's workflow. And he's boiling because he has his own thing. And then his wife is calling him and somebody else. And then he's late for his best friend's birthday and he's about to just blow up. So the 10 minute window is what does Jimmy do in that moment? Cuss everybody out, walk out, punch somebody, flip the desk over. Or does he go to the bathroom and breathe, do a breathing technique? Maybe he goes to his car and visualizes or prays. Or maybe he just goes to the car, grips the steering wheel and just goes (laughs) like and just releases it instead of releasing it on a person, goes back in. But the whole challenge is how quick can he come back up or maybe go back down with whatever situation is happening. So that would be the 10 minute window because usually people just hold stuff in. And when their coworker, their kids, their dog does something, they're just the icing on the cake Mm -hmm. that makes them snap. So it's not that they did something that was that bad. They just have 10 other things happening. So you (laughs) were that last straw (laughs) that just lit the flame and made them explode. So basically making sure that no person or situation is going to have the lighter or the lighter fluid for us. Like we have to be able to release, stay in control and have a good routine where our highs are never too high and our lows are never too low. So we can be a smooth wave because some people, they go up and down. There's really no middle. They're either super happy or they're super depressed. We all have a friend or family member who's kind of like that. And you're just like, ah, this dinner is going to be interesting. How (laughs) is she going to be today? (laughs) So, Teaching people how to be that smooth wave where they have more control of their emotions and their reactions to things. Because we've all been there where we jumped the gun, we said something we didn't mean, or maybe we held stuff in too long and we didn't say anything and we just let it boil. 
Like everybody's been one of those to an extent, but letting people experience those emotions, having a set routine, knowing where they're going to release and then just having more control. And people start to sense that. So anytime that something happens at work or in public, whoever's the most calm, people gravitate towards. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if they're four foot 11 or six foot three, 300 pounds, doesn't even matter. Whoever's most calm and focused, people gravitate towards him or her. And that is my main goal is to make each client, each individual that go-to person where everybody's just, wow, she's she's on it. Mm. Like if something happens in this grocery store we're in, I'm on her team. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it, it's it's not the event really, is it? It's the how we react to it that matters. And just taking that moment to breathe, uh, like, is yes. the game changer. It is literally the game changer in any moment. If you can just stop oh, and yes. just take a breath and see things for what they actually are, changes everything. Exactly. And 100%. It is the magic, I think. Yeah. Another thing that I like to focus on is killing people with kindness. Mm. It sounds cliche, but it's one of the hardest things to do. But when you do it, you have control of the situation. So like being mixed, mother's German, dad's African-American. I grew up in the South in the States. So racism still mm. exists. Obviously, it's worldwide. But my girlfriend's white. So obviously, I would hear some stuff and we would be at dinner on a date. And it really would never affect me one-on-one. The only time that it would affect me is if her, she was there, family or other friends. And I would never really get mad. I would have scenarios in my head, but I would never live those out. But a thing that I have done before is I would ask to pay for somebody's tab, the people that were saying stuff, and I would just, on the way, I would just wave and just make them feel like shit. <laughs> but they re- would remember that. And my my goal is not to make them see the world differently. My goal is just like, hey, you're not going to have power over me. I'm here mm. enjoying this dinner. It's my favorite restaurant. Just because I walked in the room calmly and your day is ruined, I'm not your problem. So no matter what the scenario is, is just staying calm by not allowing anybody to break your character. Mm. Once we give someone that, then they have total control. And we see that with family, brothers and sisters. They know what to say, yep. what to do, how to, how to poke mm-hmm. the bear to make them just erupt or to cry. And we all know our friends and family good enough. We can play that game. But the older you get, the more mature you get. You can just say, you know what? I can see what somebody's doing. They want me to react in this way. I'm going to react the opposite way to make them confused. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm just a psycho. So I'm not (laughs) going to get mad. I'm just going to keep smiling. And then they're like, what is going on? Like, I'll just call them everything. And he's calm and smiling and just paid for my meal. (laughs) What is happening? Yeah, I I am exactly the same, Derek. I do exactly the same thing because, you know, I've had my share of bullying and all kinds of discrimination too. And I was just just like, you know, I'm not going to let what you think about me bother me because it's not my business it's yours you know it says more about you than it says about me so I walk away keep my head high and uh you know I I show who I am not who you are so exactly that's what matters to me but yeah I just love it it's such a great philosophy to have and I mean there is so much hate in this world at the moment we do not need to amplify it we just need to mute it really we do for sure and you realize you don't waste that much more energy Mm. like my last couple of years in the military, I loved the first half of my career and then the last half got very political. So it went from family to very disproportionate. Mm. Hey, are you on this team, Johnson? Are you this? Are you that? I'm like, I have everyone's back. Mm. I know we might have different views, but your views don't matter. If something happens, we all support each other and we're going to be there. But knowing how the media, politics, everything that's going on is just to separate people. 
when we can just come together and have real conversations. Like I like to ask people in public just randomly. I'll just ask them why they're buying that pasta. Hey, why do you like that drink? Mm. Normal conversation. And the next thing you know, we're diving deep on a topic and we're just neutral. Mm. And a powerful question is, why do you believe what you believe? But asking it with pure intent, just, just to be curious. Yeah. A lot of people can't answer that. Most of them are like, well, and they start like <laughs> getting all riled up. You're like, we literally just ask, why do you believe what you believe? There's no, there's no conniving thing behind it. It's just a general question. So the more that people can have a real mature conversation, you start to see it in their face where they're like, huh, I haven't had an interaction like this in a while. Because maybe with their friends, coworkers, or family, they can never mm. really talk about the topics that you're not supposed to talk about. Mm. <laughs> but with a stranger who's calm, you're like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. We have totally different views. Shake hands. Nice to meet you. It's a good normal interaction. So those moments are always interesting because you could tell who needed it and who hasn't had it in a long time. And, and that's then there's it. some people you're like, yeah, not going to talk to them at all. <laughs> and there's some people who have beliefs. I don't even know why they have them. Like they're ingrained or they're, they're intergenerational. They're not something that they've adopted and earned themselves. It's something that they've just picked up along the way and, and they're part of the herd, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm. And, and that's the scary part about it is those people. So like, I'd rather be around someone. So I'll just create an example. Mm. Let's just say somebody is into a dark religion or an occultic stuff mm -hmm. and people would judge them. It's like, I'd rather have him around because I know what he stands for than this person over here who changes and blows like mm. the wind or goes whatever way the wind blows them. It's like, oh, this happens. And that, like that person is the one that's going to turn on everybody quicker. At least you know where they stand. <laughs> they might not like you, but hey, you respect each other. <laughs> very true. Very true. Now, Derek, something that's been in the back of my head as we've been talking is, um, you know, in the work that you do, um, two things uh, come to mind for me uh, as a coach. And one is uh, motivation and accountability. Um, now, I've spoken to a lot of trainers uh, and we've talked about mental health and the importance that the motivation for what you do, particularly physically, like getting in the gym, you need to look at your motivation for doing that. And if it's just to look good, not sure if that's your best motivation. I mean, it's, it's, it's a nice one, but it's, yep. it's vanity, right? Um, but we all know what getting in the gym does for our mental health, like just moving does for our mind. Um, and I think that's an important thing that we need to, you know, let people hold on to as their motivation for actually getting physical and, exactly. you know, other coaches I, I know um, are quite steadfast in terms of accountability. Like they are quite militant <laughs> when people don't do what they say they will do and they let themselves down. How do you go with your clients and if they are not, you know, doing what they said they would do? So what I do in the beginning, I actually have them write a thing I call the badass list. Mm -hmm. So what the badass list is, is a list of moments in their life where they feel proud and confident. So it could be graduation, could be their first date when they adopted it. Like it could be anything that made them feel good. doesn't matter how big or small. So what I like to do is I have them write it and they send it to me as a picture and randomly I'll send them their list. And there's no like secret message behind it. It's just Random day of the week, random day of the month, I send it. And it's more so a reminder like, hey, you did these 10 amazing things. Let's add to this list. So that's one thing that I could do if I can sense that the energy's off. One side of me wants to be like, quit being a little bit <laughs> <and> like stressed <laughs> in the gym. But you can't speak that way to everybody. Some people, they, they appreciate it. They're like, please be a drill sergeant to me. It's what I need. Others, they don't need that. That doesn't work for them. So being able to identify, number one, as a leader, who can 
handle that and who needs that. Some people, they just need a nice push. Some need the nice support. So once I identify what box somebody's in, I give them what I know would work best for them. But with that list, I'll send it to them. But I'll also talk a lot about the two types of motivation. There's the push, us pushing ourselves out of bed early or whenever it is, pushing ourselves to the gym, pushing ourselves in the discipline and all that. That's great. That works to an extent. But the other side is the pull. What is pulling you towards that goal? Mm. So I like to tell people to look at their family history. So my Oma, my grandma in Germany, she would hide in, she was hiding in the attic during the Holocaust. So that's an extreme scenario. And then on my dad's side, great, great grandpa went through some other dark things in America. So for me, I would think of the darkest of the dark. And I'm like, my alarm went off at four. Am I really not going to get up? Mm. She was hiding. He was getting beat. Like, and I'm sitting here with all devices, laptop, tablet, like air conditioned, Wi-Fi. Like, I just like to think of the extreme to bring me present right now. And then I just don't complain. So I challenge them to do that. And then we start to learn their family history on both sides. And then they think of others. So a statement that I personally say out loud and in my head all day long is people depend on me. People depend on me. And even me just saying that my hairs are standing up because I know (laughs) I just get into this tunnel vision because I know if I show up and I take care of myself better, my energy is better for others. And then it helps them. And it's a positive ripple effect. So going back to the question is the push and the pull teaching them what's going to help them with their routine on a daily basis. Like I always recommend people wake up at the exact same time every morning so they can at least have their internal clock set. And it doesn't matter if it's 4 a.m. or 8 a.m., whenever it works for somebody. But besides that is have that deeper feeling. What is going to pull them? Is it them being stronger for their younger version? Maybe they were bullied and they're making themselves stronger. So they think of that version and then that pulls them. Maybe it's a cause Maybe they want to be a mother or a father. Maybe they're, they're like me and they think of the darkest things, which gets them present to make them go harder. So we dive deep on that. And then I, I can usually sense when somebody can snap out of it. Like they'll complain a little bit and then I'll say something in the message or on a call and they're like, yeah, boom. And then something clicks. So having that push and having the pull can make somebody unstoppable because eventually what will happen is the pull will be in control most of the time but they honestly don't have to push themselves. And this person, they beat their alarm. They wake up like five minutes before it goes off. They're like, oh, another morning beat the alarm. They're excited. And they're thinking about something bigger, a cause, a mission, family, future, whatever it is. And those things like almost make them feel like they're floating Mm. per se. Like they don't really feel like they're doing the work. But on the other days, if they don't have that vision or they make it only about themselves and it's like, why me? Fuck this. Why that? (laughs) Why this? Like, I don't want to do this. And everybody to become selfish. We've all been that person to an extent where we're like, why me? I don't want to get up. I don't want to do this. And like, why am I even doing? And we're selfish. But once we flip it and we think of grandma, the little kid Mm. down the road who watches you walk all the time or run, think about anybody else. Then we get excited because a lot of people, honestly, are just too selfish. They don't want to get up because they don't want to get up. But if they think about somebody else, then they can find some extra fire and just get pulled towards whatever's bigger than them rather than just abs or just their vacation photos. Mm. And I, you know, I always like to remind people to be your own inspiration. Um, Sometimes we don't realize how far we've come or how far we still have to go, but it's better to look at the road behind us sometimes than one, the one ahead, because we can see how far we've come and gone, but look at what you've done. You can do this. You know what to do. Oh yeah. And so I love to remind people, um, 
and myself that, you know, we are our own inspiration and to continue to do that. And we can inspire others, you know, and by sharing our story, just like we are here, someone might listen to this and go, you know what, damn it, I'm going to get off my ass and do something today. Oh, yeah. And that's the change we're here to see. Yeah, and and honestly, that's what it's all about because when we take care of ourselves, people can sense that. Mm. They can feel it. Everybody that is disciplined, they just radiate something, whether it's energy, vibration, whatever somebody wants to call it, frequency. Mm-hmm. But people sense that and they can walk into a room and they're like, hey, I, lo- I like that person because they're just, they own it. doesn't matter what they look like. Any, they're just like on it. They're focused, they're disciplined. And that person just, for some, it would make them uncomfortable. But for a lot of people that are open to change and want to be elevated, they'll elevate with them. So the right ones will elevate. The others, they'll just say the little slick talk and just keep fading away. So it's always interesting. Sometimes you would wish the others would wake up, but hey, mm. our job is not to wake up everybody. So <laughs> they'll they'll get there in their own sweet time. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, Derek, you know, you just reminded me that um, some other people I've spoken to in the same kind of wheelhouse as you, um, they've said that 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 space that you get in, or that energy that you get in, where everything's aligned and everything's working, and you, you're going for that bigger picture kind of stuff. It's almost like being godlike every day. Yes. And, and exactly. actually having a mission and a purpose and, a, you know, something bigger than yourself. For sure. So I like to think of that as flow state mm. and a divine inter- intervention or a divine moment. So I wake up every morning at four and I always post it on Instagram, Facebook, and it's not to show off. It's just like I need two hours of myself because I talk to people all day long. Mm. I love what I do, but if I don't have two hours for me and the emails, texts, calls, my dog, like everybody needs me, then I'm just like, so i need two hours for me before everybody needs me and when i do that every morning my energy is amazing stress is low even if the same issue happens i'm still calm but if not then i'm just reactive but just getting up exercising even if it's a walk if it's the weights or a run just feel more proactive but on my walk home from the gym or my jog home from the gym or even if i train in the building that's when the ideas just flow to me because the body's calm, mm. we all feel that confidence. You're kind of blank and you're sitting there eating or hydrating and ideas are just flowing to me. That's like when I just get my content ideas, I don't really plan it. I just do it after a workout and something says, do this. I'm like, yes, whoever that is, if that's God, my ancestors, the universe, whatever it is, I'm going to put it in my phone. They told me to do it. I don't question it. So those moments are interesting because it makes us more present. Because mm. a lot of people, they're rarely present. They're like this. Even when they're alone, they're like this. They can never just sit, turn the laptop and the TV off, just sit and just just listen. Mm, because absolutely. a lot of people are trying to avoid something. Like I used to have a friend, he could never be alone. Now, he was successful in everything, but I was like, dude, you always have to be, you never go out to eat alone. You never do anything alone. I was like, I'm not saying you're scared, but what are you, what are you running from? Mm. When I asked him that, he was like, what are, <laughs> like no, it's, it's a real question. Like we're not in public, we're at home. Like, mm. And then he started sitting and he was like, man, I, I haven't sat and looked at the water. Like I just challenge people to go to nature, mm. take your socks off, put your feet in the water or in the sand, squeeze it and all that. For most people are like, what do you mean? Hug a tree. But no, literally be present and use all of your senses to just slow down for a moment. Cause normally the answer will come no matter if somebody's religious, spiritual, or if they're like in the middle and they don't know what it is, they're going to feel something, some sign or symbol. It's like, Hey, you're on the right path. Hey, you should do this whatever, whatever's guiding them. But those key moments of flow state, when we first took care of ourselves, it just flows so easy. So to a, to a listener that maybe has never felt this, I guarantee you, 
you've driven your car, mm. something told you to take a left. And you did, and next thing you know, there was a massive wreck that you could have died in, like 10 meters over there. But something told you to turn left, and you didn't question it. You did it, and you're like, I don't know what just happened, but I could have died in that wreck or went backwards or not gone to that club. Whatever it is, we've mm. all been in a situation where something said, don't do this or go that way, and it saved our life. So if we felt that, then we all have that natural gift, which is our conscience, which at least I believe that it's God, divine energy, and we're just a vessel. The idea comes, it hits you. Our job is to put it out there to help others or to make an impact. But those key moments of first taking care of ourselves to then being calm. Because if not, we're going to be reactive. We wake up, hit snooze five times. Oh, shit, traffic, Wi-Fi is slow, blah, blah. We're never going to think of the divine or flow state. We're just mm. going to be pissed off all day. Yeah, it's that <laughs> level of consciousness, isn't it? And. Oh, yes. you, you know what, Derek, if I was to wrap this up and put a bow on this episode, I think it would be that we've given everyone a reminder to wake up and live. Oh, yes, mm. exactly. Mm. Now, if people want to get in touch with you and find out more about your coaching and the amazing results that you give people, where could they go? So they could go to my Instagram, which is fit with Derek and the number two, fit with Derek two or fitwithderek.com. So on social media, my whole intent is to inspire people, wake them up, and just to be like that friend that speaks up whenever five kilos are creeping on or five pounds. I'm like, <laughs> hey, man, come on. <laughs> I'll be that one person that's going to speak up when everybody else is like, oh, it's okay. It's just a phase. And everybody's going to watch you go down. And I'm going to be the one that's like, come on. Come on, we got we got summer coming. Are you going to take those pictures and edit them in Facetune, or do you want to like <laughs> feel good about the way you look? <laughs> I better have you on speed dial, Derek. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now I've got the last big question for you. What's the change you'd like to see in the world, and how can we bring it to life? The change that I would love to see in the world is for leaders to step up, especially parental figures. So father figures. I believe are most important, especially with crime, violence, and so forth. And it doesn't mean somebody has to have kids. And then besides that, leaders in general, males and females, just stepping up and realizing the change that they can make. Because some people, they have that thing, but they always look for somebody else to elevate others or help others. And they feel like they can't. But if they just look within and just do their part in their community, in their neighborhood, and their family, at work, just do the part to help others elevate and everything trickles down to the children. So if they see prime examples of what a man and woman should do with their life career and giving back whatever that thing is, we need better positive examples. So become that woman, become that man that you would be proud of, opposed to always looking for somebody else to inspire you. Become and create that man, that woman that you would be proud of, and then give them to the world. I love that. Absolutely love that. And I remind people uh, in my work every day, let's just be our best selves. Simple yes. as that, you know? Oh, yeah. Derek, I have loved every single second with you. Thank you so much for being a part of the I Ethical Evolution. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com.
Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Welcome to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing today. Electric acid. 